1: Welcome to this jam-packed episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch. This time, we'll be discussing the pending arrival of Dr. Stone and bidding farewell to JoJo's bizarre adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. Toonami's had so many shows coming and going lately that we want to assure you that we do intend to talk about each and every one of them over the course of the coming weeks. We will continue to have a variety of contributors on each of those episodes in various segments just because it's... Darn hard to have us all in one place at one time. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com and follow us on Facebook.com backslash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, and now Spotify. You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at SoundCloud.com backslash podcast. Be sure to get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com And now I'll turn it over to CJ and V-Lord to talk about Toonami's latest rock-solid edition. Ohio,世界, good morning whoa.
2: Hello guys, this is CJ Maffers alongside with V-Lord and we're doing a little bit of a news segment as Toonami announced last Friday as of this recording on August 21st, uh, Dr. Stone is joining Toonami and all I can say is I hope fans are excited. I definitely was excited. V-Lord is excited. A lot of the people working on Dr. Stone seem to be really excited and we're just here to kind of give a broad you know kind of overview of the show our thoughts the manga everything about dr stone because as as many of you might have saw during our anime expo coverage i immediately tweeted get this on toonami and lo and behold (coughs) jason gill adult swim they were listening they're like you know that cj guy he's an idiot but he might be right on this thing so let's let's give let's Let's give him. Let's throw him a bone, kind of thing. So, Doctor Stone is coming to Tenami, and what seems to be the most obvious, inevitable kind of thing that was going to happen. Literally, Weekly Shonen Jump is Thanos just snapping its fingers, saying, "I am inevitable." As we're getting yet another property from their wonderful manga collection, uh, one that V Lord really championed. I know a couple other people that he follows really championed it. a uh, uh, former, or not former, but just. Uh, past guest on the podcast uh, allison is a huge dr stone fan uh it, it was something that uh myself v lord v lord's brother sid and i believe also sketch were really really big into so it seems to be coming down the pipeline like we all kind of assumed and i'm excited and i know v lord is super super excited for this
3: yeah i mean like like you said it was kind of like a given like it's For one thing, it's a Shonen Jump property. It's also a big Crunchyroll get. Like, they're promoting it like crazy. And with them now being under the same, like, uh, company as Adult Swim, it kind of makes sense to have that kind of corporate synergy there. Um, But, yeah, I'm so excited for this. Dr. Stone is an awesome series. Um, And it's also kind of an interesting pickup, too, because it's not really... An action show, per se, it's more of, like, an adventure series. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's, like, some good differentiation for The Walk as well.
2: It's like, um, it's, it's like, instead of, like, the typical shows that you see on Toonami with action when you look at Hunter Hunter, Black Clover, My Hero Academia, I would say it falls more into, like, Adult Swim action show like Death Note or Michigo and Hachin, where there is, you know, some action in it. But, you know, it's more about the journey of that the characters go on than the actual, like, fights themselves. Because when you look at My Hero Academia, what are the moments that a lot of people like to remember? Uh, Izuku versus Todoroki in the sports festival arc. All Might versus One for All um, when they had to rescue Kachan. And even just recently with Kachan versus Izuku for the second time. Uh, it, it's a lot of these fights that kind of really galvanize the fan base. Same could be said for Black Clover with certain uh, fights that go on during uh, during the more recent arcs, of course, with uh, Finerals' brother being a huge antagonist right now. Instead, with Dr. Stone, while there are obviously antagonists and bad guys you got to deal with, it's more about watching what Senku and Taiju are able to accomplish now that the world has virtually reset itself. So it, it's more about that. And instead of, you know, watching Taiju, you know, fight off different animals and different adversaries, it's more like, how are they going to come up to figure out a way to solve everything? And especially considering the kind of gifted individual that uh, Senku is. And, and not that Taiju isn't, because his stamina is super, super important uh, for rebuilding civilization. On, like, on, like, I think that's a little undervalued of how uh, important Taiju's uh, contribution, uh, what he can contribute to the restoration of the human race. So I, I do think that that is the main kind of selling point of this, unlike where you take, as you would say, your typical battle shounens. Uh I need. I do need to start differentiating uh, that. So I, I definitely think that's going to be the main sell for this series for the tsunami fans.
3: Yeah, for sure. I I, I would definitely agree with that. I think even from, like, the first episode, like, Toonami fans will see, like, Dr. Stone really just sprints from the get-go like it just gets you straight into kind of the main meat of the plot which is just really cool to see like it, it doesn't drag at all it, it's just really exciting
2: which is important too considering how how long the first kind of conflict that you see senku and taiju face how long that really not only took in their time but it, when you think about it, it's like they had to do all these different types of tests and things like that and so it's along the lines of, like, you know, if they, they didn't pace it the way that they did, it would feel way too slow right from the get-go, which isn't, which isn't what you want <laughs> as a good first impression with it. But uh, as, as V-Lord said, I believe, on our AX thing, it's like, I mean, he's a Demon Slayer boy, you know, and he, he has a few other, you know, weekly Shonen jumps uh properties that are near and dear to him. And uh, like I say, he is a fan of Doctor Stone. I wouldn't say he's as invested as like someone myself who seems to really have connected with it. And for him, what I think and he can correct me if I'm wrong with this, he's like, "You know, the premiere was really fun, but I think watching CJ's reaction to the premiere made it even better." <laughs> it's one of those kind of things. So I'm excited to see the type of reaction that fans get from this atypical or non uh, generic kind of shonen that we're about to be treated to.
3: Yeah. You kind of, you kind of hit the mark there. <laughs> like I, I enjoy Dr. Stone for sure. I feel at times like I'll, I'm usually either like feeling kind of middling on it or I really love it. And it kind of goes back and forth between that. But when Dr. Stone really is good, it's like amazing. And I think that's what's so great about it, that it really understands how to get you excited, as, like, Senku would, like, <laughs> I constantly say.
2: It's funny how much I love that catchphrase compared to, like, believe it, as an example. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why, but, like, when you hear as a Senku, like, being like, oh, this is exhilarating, or get excited, it's just like, oh, really hits, really good. Uh, and so, for those who might not be familiar with this, who aren't, you know, manga-reading devils like V-Lord and myself uh basically dr stone is a story about these two kids senku who is a massively brilliant young lad who wants to go to space and taiju who's a very simple uh one dimension well not in a bad way but very one-dimensional when you first see him very energetic things like that you know the atypical kind of shonen lead like a goku you know like an asta like a like, uh, I guess a Bakugo more than Izuku but, uh, with the yelling. But um, you, you have them. The, uh, Taiju is about to... Uh, God, what's the word I want to use? He wants to confess his love to his longtime crush, Yuzuriha. And right as he's about to do that, the entire world turns to stone. We don't really know why. Uh, And that's, of course, think of like zombie apocalypse. Like, why did this all start? We have no idea. That mystery is going to obviously keep you invested in figuring out what the heck's going on. And then after that, uh, Taiju ends up breaking out of this stone slumber for, you know, he thought it was a long time. However, it was, I believe, either 37 or 3600 years later that he breaks out of it. And he ends up meeting up with his friend Senku who happened to break out of his prison about six months before Taiju does. So all of that's going on and it's up to those two to rebuild civilization from the ground up. We are watching Sims pretty much or that other game civilization, but we're watching this with two high school kids. And what's interesting about it is that Senku, because of how brilliant this, this young man is, he was able to keep track of everything literally as he was stuck in stone, which I think is awesome. Um, I, I love characters like that. And what's inter- and what's really good, at least about Senko, is that he's, he's a brainiac, obviously. He's intelligent beyond words. He has, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of things going for him in that kind of department. Yet he's not arrogant, you know, like that kind of, oh, look at me, I'm so smart, I look down on you. Uh, a character trope that is very negatively received, especially for a central figure like uh, Senko. And th- and God bless the uh, female fans of Doctor Stone that made him the main character later on. God freaking bless. I love you guys because I love Senko too. But um, it, it's uh, you basically watch as these two young kids try to do the impossible, pretty much be Adam and Eve part two. Uh, as uh, actually Senko even makes reference to that, although they both admit, for us to continue the population, we kind of need more than just two dudes. Kind of like know. me and V Lord right now. We need we need more, <laughs> need a little more, a little more. But um, I wanted to go. I wanted to throw this to UV Lord about. What do you think? is the big thing that made Dr. Dr. Stone as hyped up and as popular as it is, you know, was it the characters? Was it the plot? Was it the manga's artwork? Was it the, uh, production studio that's taking, uh, this project? Like, what do you think was the main central point that got people to rally behind this as the big summer hit, you know, along with like fire force for an example, because when we were at anime expo, it got its own premiere day before fans on Crunchyroll could see it. Uh, It also created a Twitter moment, like, huge. I think it was around 26K people got an impression from it, uh, which I think is really, really cool, considering all the advertising that we saw in uh, Los Angeles and things along those lines. So what did you, like, as a manga reader and someone who's uh, caught up with it, uh, what do you think is, like, that main draw that made people really excited that this became a project and that now fans are going to be able to see it on Toonami?
3: So I feel that there are multiple factors to why Dr. Stone has become so big. I think the biggest one is obviously the artwork of the original manga because it's done by uh, Boichi, who's a kind of a veteran artist uh, from Korea. He has done a, a lot of great work with like his previous years, Sunken Rock, but also just the writing and the plot. Um, so Richiro Inagaki, the writer of Dr. Stone uh I previously th- did i showed 21 which actually right. was on thank you
2: thank you yes uh
3: was on tanami Jetstream back in the day <laughs> for people who remember that
2: oh that's how um, streaming started my friend
3: <laughs> yep but i think because you have such a talented duo behind it that instantly kind of created a lot of buzzer buzz for the series and i think just that initial mystery of like what created uh this kind of uh, Neo Stone Age, and like how will Senku and Taiju rebuild civilization from basically nothing is just so fascinating to see. Um, I mean, as far as specifically the anime goes, uh, TMS has just been doing a great job of adapting the series. Like, they've
2: been doing a great job. Like, you look at not only this, but also uh, Megalobox,
3: for example. Yeah, like Megalobox, uh, Lupin Part Five, mm-hmm. all their recent productions have just been beautiful, and here they really are able to capture the dynamic and like detailed artwork that uh, Boichi put into the series. Like all like the different like forests and like environments just look so lush and beautiful, and it really kind of just immerses you into the experience. And I think like all those qualities really just kind of make a perfect show and. Crunchyroll is, of course, promoting it a bunch and really making sure that people know like, hey, here's Dr. Stone. It's awesome. Go watch it. And I think that's all the things that you need to just make a show popular. Now, it, it has every single ingredient. That's true.
2: I do have one kind of question for you, being a manga connoisseur that you are. Do you think Doctor Stone needed the Weekly Shonen Jump brand to become as big of a hit as it is, or do you think it could have been like a Tokyo Ghoul or like a Seven Deadly Sins, where the manga really, really took off, uh, and like people were like, yeah, yeah, this is really good. Like, do you think that being part of that uh, kind of created a sort of pseudo crutch for it to then all of a sudden take off on its own, or do you think? That despite that, uh, it would have just blown up regardless, because obviously not everything in Weekly Shonen Jump succeeds. I mean, one sh- or a couple of uh, mangas that I really, lo- I really liked, uh, Red Sprite and U uh, eighteen, those did not make it. You know, as, as painful it was for me, uh, so it's not as if like Weekly Shonen Jump, oh, it's going to be a massive hit. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I mean, one thing I've kind of felt over the years is that. There are series that are meant for Weekly Shonen Jump and series that aren't. And I feel in Dr. Stone's case, it's very much kind of built for the magazine, but I think it could have survived outside of the magazine. That being said, if Dr. Stone was in, say, like Young Jump or Weekly Shonen Magazine, I think it would be a very different series. (laughs) Because, like, as, as we mentioned, like a big part of what became Dr. Stone as it is now is Senku becoming the more popular character as opposed to Taiju and the series kind of shifting its focus more towards Senku and like the whole science aspect of the series. You'll,
2: you'll thank the fans of that later, trust me.
3: Yeah, so like, I think if it was somewhere else, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Maybe it would have been more focused on the action, maybe even more of like shifting away from the science over time. So it's hard to say, but it's I'd to, say
2: it's not to put down, you know, Dr. Stone either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want people to think, Oh, he's just saying, cause you know, weekly Shonen John, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. I'm just curious on V Lord because V Lord is our manga guy. Like I wanted him like the reason I recruited him for two Faithful is because he has so, he has so much intricate knowledge when it comes to
3: manga uh shucks you're flattering me. no right but i mean i'm being completely
2: <laughs> serious about that because i don't know i i mean for all i didn't as much as i love act age does that scream weekly shonen jump to you in all honesty
3: it kind of does oh really doesn't. i would
2: have said no flat out that, no. that that
3: is a discussion for another time but <laughs> that's also an interesting thing that i've thought about a lot but i guess going back to dr stone here I was even looking at an interview a while back talking about, I think one of the first things Inagaki came up with the series was the concept of Senku. And I think from not even the popularity, but just the core essence of the series has always revolved around him and the kind of utilizing science and the fun of science for the actual plot. And I think Dr. Stone just does a great job of that.
2: Uh, so what did you what did you take away from the first episode that we got to see at anime expo? I already tweeted out mine how I loved the music and the music throughout the series because I've obviously kept up with it has been so good. Oh, it's so dramatic. I, I love some of it's just so great. Uh, And I loved the idea of when Senku and Taiju are working on their their scientific method on certain uh, hypothesis, that they sped up certain things, kind of like what you see in cooking shows and what you see in science shows, where the boring part of like waiting, which is a lot of what science is, and even cooking, food wars, shout out, uh, you have to wait for these things to work. And instead, they sped up. But instead of just like, the problem with food wars is that it would all of a sudden go from point A to point C. And it just like, and you kind of get whiplash. Here, you see how we get from point A to point C, and that that B that's waiting was just sped up. So you see, like, Senku, like, walking, like, double his speed or something, maybe even triple his speed. And I thought it was an ingenious kind of spin to what you have in those types of shows to then incorporate that into an anime.
3: Yeah, like. I remember that ending montage that you are mentioning where it's all sped up. So good. In the manga, that was, like, uh, I think just silent pages for, like, a while in the Mm -hmm. second chapter. And they just did a really good job of adapting that. Like, I feel a lot of adaptions, especially Shonen Jump adaptions, kind of do this thing where they only try to adapt, like, the first half of the first chapter or just the first chapter itself. Mm -hmm. But it was very clear that TMS was trying to make sure that the story of Dr. Stone is being properly transferred into the anime medium. Like, not all series work is one-to-one, right? and Dr. Stone in this case definitely does not. Like, there are things that needed to be changed, and they did so, and it was perfect. I think by the end of the first episode, you get a good idea of what the series is about, and that's what a first episode should do. And you
2: can can tell folks how excited I was as we were walking out.
3: Yeah, even even during like the opening cuz they showed at the end of the first episode, you were just fangasming over all like the different characters that show up in it.
2: No, and we still haven't seen them. I'm on the dub, not not the subbed. So, I know I know certain individuals that I love have already shown up, but the dub it's been I think 5 episodes and my characters. I mean, I was happy about a certain character named Tsukasa when when he shows up, I think that's pretty cool but um it, it's it's definitely like i i've always i was obviously fang even my brother because i got him into dr stone so i was like hey i know you're not the biggest weekly shonen jump guy uh, but you do trust overall why don't we check this out because it's different and he's like okay i'll watch then he's watching he's like yeah i'm hooked i love it um i do want to also ask v lord are you on the sub or the dub of dr
3: stone So I haven't been keeping up with the show that much, but the episodes that I have been watching have been dubbed. Okay. I think I got up to like episode three, I think, but I, I really love the dub.
2: See, that's exactly Um, what I wanted to talk about. So for those of you who are interested in the dub, which I'm sure many of you guys are, we all do our phantom, uh, casting director couch. The uh, main cast of this series is, uh, Taiju is Rico and I can never pronounce that last name. Um, Do you know how to say the last name? I do not. I think it's Fajardo. Fajardo. We're going to go with that. He's also the voice of Mirio from uh, My Hero Academia, which is just like, duh, especially with how excited Taiju gets. Brittany Lauda will be Yuzuriha, who is a huge Toonami fan, who has been like waiting for a show that she's in to really, or or let's say a prominent character of hers, gets to be on the block, so I know she's super pumped about that. And Senku is Aaron Daishu, uh, Daisuke or Daimusuke? And the,
3: I think and okay. Isbuke?
2: I don't know. Okay? And <laughs> we do apologize for the names. If it was like sports names, like I could tell you, I could say Ilya Kovalchuk because I've heard that name so many freaking times as a like one of the best Russian players to be on the NHL, but I can't name English voice actors to save my life. Oh, I am so bad. Why can't we all be just be like John Brown? Make it easy for me, please. <laughs> uh, but uh, in any case, for those of you who are wondering, he was the former voice of, um, God, Elric, the younger Elric. God, what's his
3: name? Alphonse. Alphonse, thank you. God, I cannot. Yeah. He was right. also a Leonardo Watch in a Battlefront. Oh,
2: Alien is going to give you a treat for that shout-out. Uh, so basically, they, they nailed the casting, I feel, with this, the voice and the cadence that these uh, actors and actresses have. Um, We don't really get to hear much of Yuziriha, obviously, but it's, I mean, later on you'll get to hear it more and more, which will be really nice. But I think the casting for Senku was super, super important, and I think they nailed it. You know, Taiju, he's great. He is great, and and Rico does an absolutely phenomenal job. Honestly, a phenomenal job with a lot of the characters he's been. I think my favorite that he's done was uh, Garo. He was Leon in in the first Garo. Uh, and it, it was it was just amazing, you know. He he really brings a lot of energy. Like a lot of the projects that he's on, you feel that energy, and I think he does that with Taiju, kind of like how Dallas Reed uh, does Asta, Where yeah, Asta yells a lot. Yeah, it's annoying things like that, and uh, Taiju definitely falls into that category. But I think the certain the the particular actors that they get can improve that overall experience. Uh, Dallas Reed hasn't has not only. Asta, but it, he was the lead in Clockwork Planet and I remember the sub the the lead uh character was really annoying. And then he takes it and it's like, Oh wait a minute. This actually sounds so much better. <laughs> so usually he, he kinda doesn't. I think Rico can uh do that with uh Taiju with how enthusiastic he is. But Senku definitely was, I think, the most important character to cast in this. And I'm sure VLOR would agree with me on that. And it sounds great. He, I, think, I think Aaron does an amazing job to kind of not necessarily sound snobbish but sound like yeah I, I understand what I'm doing and I'm I'm sure Aaron's just like I don't care if you hate it that doesn't move me 1 millimeter <laughs>
3: Yeah the the moment I heard like Aaron's voice as Senku I was like yes that's the character mm-hmm. and like it's just so perfect it fits the personality it has the confidence and kind of like the Kind of genius aura that Senku has, and it's just so great.
2: And it's great when, like, he's kind of like making fun of Taiju too. Like, when they're wondering what's something they need, and it's chalk, and all of a sudden, uh, Taiju's like, Oh, let's go to a gym and get it. And he's just like, Oh, yeah, sure, let's go. (laughs) Why not? You know, it's just like that's usually lines where you're where you expect like the brainy person to just be like, you simpleton, you Neanderthal, you don't understand my work. But instead, he has that kind of arrogant uh, kind of teasing, you know, almost like flirting in a sense. You know what I mean? Like when you're trying to uh, woo someone that you're trying to impress, he kind of had like that kind of tone instead of like the superiority tone more so to me. And instead, like Senko isn't perfect either. He he realizes his own limitations with his stamina, with being able to do uh you know, physical labor things along those lines and you even see the fault face which is nice i like that because it's kind of like if he never had it it'd almost be like the nico robbins syndrome where she just seems so perfect and i know as the series went on i oh god what was it the one with doflamingo what was that dress rosa there we go when it was there you started to see some of that personality of robbins kind of come out a little bit more and like I understand, like liking oh the mysterious side. I like my characters to feel more real, you know. And Senku has that where he's not always perfect, it, and and it just so far from these like first few episodes too. And as I've I've read on too, um, he knows everything. He can get thwarted. Um, some funny things kind of blow up in his face, I guess. And it's just like he kind of rolls with it instead of thinking this wasn't in my my playbook. You know what I mean?
3: yeah for sure like i feel the the one of the things that i think dr shun does really well is like making sure all the characters are multifaceted like like you said senkyu is like a very smart guy but he's also has like a more humorous side he kind of acts like a human being yeah and that that's just really really great and the same thing is with taiju too like taiju is kind of the embodiment of like hot blooded, like battle shonen main character, but he also kind of has a more serious side as well. Or how about and his? It's always sensitive great side. when you get to see that.
2: Like, I will say this when he finds Yuzuriha's stone statue, that was very touching. Like, it, it, you would expect that at like the near the end of a series, and instead it's right at the beginning, you know? Because he's just like, I've, I've had to wait and made you wait so long. Like, it was very, very romantic. Uh, very touching and things along those lines. And I, I, I think it showed the beauty of the series so quickly of what you can get. And I know Senku doesn't necessarily invoke those types of emotions just because he's not that kind of, you know, he doesn't get moved by that, not by one millimeter. It's just one of those kind of things where he's very logical and stuff, even though he... And he does have moments where he's a little illogical, but, you know... It's it's good. It's just it's a really good formula. It works out really well. And as viewer told me, there's even a science consultant for the manga, so the, a lot of this stuff kind of adds up, or at least yeah, I like, should say holds up.
3: Yeah, like I think like any time like they're doing an invention invention type thing in the story, like I think Inagaki consults with uh, his consultant. I think his name is a uh, Kurare, um, and yeah, so it's kind of like food wars where they also have a food consultant there. So it's kind of cool that they're also trying to, like, educate readers a bit while they're, like, uh, going through the story. It, we, it's kind of, it's really cool.
2: We couldn't get cells at work, but this is the next best thing of teaching you about things. Now we're going to learn how to be able to make brandy at your home. And remember, if you do not have a liquor's license, do not do that. You could be arrested. <laughs> and
3: do a lot yep. of
2: hard time. And if not that, a lot of, a large fine. Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that. And as oh, it's so funny. In that episode, the first episode, Taiju's like, wait a minute. We're too young to drink. And Senku's like, no, we're not. We're like over 3,000 years old right now. <laughs> and we like, I mean, technically on this birth certificate, it would say that. So I, I do like that. It's a little bit of it's like I like when shows kind of teach you things. Like when you learn uh, later on when Senku wants to get chalk. Like different ways that they make it and the different uses for it too and in fact of him trying to make soap because he doesn't want anyone to get sick because he mentioned how back in the day bacteria was a huge threat to human civilization I mean for god's sakes look at the black death that nearly ravaged Europe
3: yeah like um I I do love like the whole moment where they kind of like uh encapsulate all like the different ideas the science like through like the soap and the different like ingredients that they have to use. Mm -hmm. And it kind of all comes down to like, Hey, this is why the series is called Dr. Stone because you have all these different items that are like revolving around these like stone, like minerals.
2: I, I I just really feel that the Toonami fans are really going to enjoy Senku. I really do. He's getting this chance to shine. And I've been, I know I've been waiting for a Dr. Stone anime for a while. There's been many, uh, weekly Shonen Jump editors, And uh, translators who have been like, "Where is this anime? We need it now." I know a very prominent voice for anime, uh, Yonko Productions, has easily been hyping up Doctor Stone just as much as anyone else. So this is just so exciting that that it's coming to Toonami. It's just it's crazy because you know back back I want to say a couple years you know fans had to wait for My Hero Academia. They had to wait for Mob Psycho 100. And now all of a sudden we've seen just such a switch in philosophy to where Toonami's just like, oh, Fire Force is really hot, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, let's let's have that air, especially considering how quickly Funimation is dubbing it. Oh, Doctor Stone's really big, and we're about to uh, lose a time slot. Yeah, let's bring that in. I mean, we work with all why not? And everyone seems to really like, it, and it's been really requested. Oh, Demon Slayer. Oh, oh. Yes, please, 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 please give us that. You know what please. I mean? Like it's been such it's been such a shift in that. Instead of like waiting to see if these shows uh, sizzle uh, well after the fact, they're going with no. Let's strike while the iron's hot. Um, you know, negatives be damned. Let's get it in. And I'm glad that it's at a time when Doctor Stone becomes available. And like it's 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 weird because the weekly Shonen Jump influx just keeps on rolling. And while I'm not saying that I didn't expect like more of those types of properties to come in, I feel like it's the right properties. You know, like we're not all of a sudden having Yuki Yuna Hot Springs on Tunami as much as, you know, Tenchi Muyo. It's like, hey, same thing. You know, like no, no, no. But you know, we're not having that. Um, I have a feeling Jujutsu Kaisen is only like an assured thing that's coming once the more uh, chapters of that comes available. But I like this new influx of. Weekly Shonen Jump, you know, back then it was the One Piece, the Naruto, the Bleach, you know, even throwing Hunter Hunter since a lot of those series kind of branched off from that, you know, and of course there's Yu Yu Hakusho for the Cartoon Network days and things along those lines. But it's like, we're getting this new influx, new talent, you know, Food Wars comes in, Dr. Stone's in, Demon Slayer's gonna be joining, you know, we have Black Clover and My Hero Academia. I'm not really counting Boruto because there's, there's something's not right. I think going on with that. But that's that's for another day. But this influx of, you know, new weekly shonen jump, I think Dr. Stone is right there at the forefront. And while it may not be V-Lord's favorite, uh as Demon Slayer I think <laughs> definitely has the the edge. Uh I definitely feel like Dr. Stone could become a face of the new shonen that's coming. You know, even more so than The Promised Neverland if you can believe that.
3: Yeah, I feel like bringing in all these shonen jump shows is Kind of the best idea for Tanami. So, because a lot of them are going to keep going for a while, so that will bring in kind of the lineup consistency that they're looking for. But also, they have a lot of mass appeal. Whether you like it or not, a lot of these series are very broad in their audiences. Yeah, they're technically aimed at more of like the teenage, preteen demographic, but that doesn't mean other people don't enjoy them. And a lot of them are just genu- genuinely great series. Doctor Stone's, girl good. Demon Slayer is amazing.
2: You had ninja yeah. tweet about Demon Slayer. I think it's I think it's done its job.
3: Yeah. So hey, if like we get like Jujutsu Kaisen or uh, Act Age or something in the future on the block, I'd be happy. I-, I wouldn't hold my breath on Act Age. Although who knows?
2: Stranger things can happen. I think Kai- Jujutsu Kaisen is just. I think that's a lock. Because I mean, we—I mean, think of it this way: it's like a spiritual successor to Blue Exorcist to me. Even though Blue Exorcist isn't over, I'm just, just saying. You know, it, it makes me feel like I'm reading the same thing, and that artwork. Oh, oh that artwork! It's so good. That—that's the next hype train for that me and V. Lord are getting on. But Doctor Stone, and what—what what I like about it is that a lot of our colleagues really came to V. Lord and myself about Doctor Stone. You know, Demon Slayer was more of a V. Lord thing, even though I was ahead of the curve because V. Lord. Today's like show was brought to you by Audible. I did.
1: Audible is the only thing I disagree with. It is like seeing the main villain. 30 day trial membership. Membership. I didn't. Like it. But it, just in go anyways, to
2: audibletrial. Com uh, slash we were kind of podcast that, and browse the unmatched selection of audio we, programs.
1: We, we just knew. download a title we, for we free we felt and start listening. It's that easy. That kind of go to audible.com Com slash podcast to get started today. And like
2: V. Lord said, like it does kind of feel that niche of it's not a battle shonen sure there's fights in it but it's not really a battle shonen it's more about the journey and I think that's that's going to be exciting I think fans are going to appreciate a different type of story within the weekly shonen jump tree you know um, it's not you know I'm not trying to become the Hokage and king of the pirates and you know uh the wizard king and all that other and the number one hero you know what I mean it's just it's just we gotta we gotta fix this shit <laughs> things have went to hell real fast and we got to fix it so i think that's going to be an enjoyable kind of story to watch I, I tend to enjoy those more than the typical battle stuff at least lately with uh probably me aging <laughs> more so than anything else but i definitely think tsunami fans are really really going to appreciate uh, this kind of thing and you know what else this kind of says if it's on crunchyroll it very well likely might end up on Toonami because a lot of the recent stuff they're su- they're being s- streamed on Crunchyroll. Boom, there it is, you know? And it's so, so nice that not only does it kill that bird, it also kills the whole, oh, you know, will Funimation and Crunchyroll ever, like, or will they still be working together? Will Funimation and Toonami still be working together since, you know, the whole split and things like that? I'm still surprised that, A, Black Clover's getting dubbed, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, just because of the split, I'm like, well, how's that going to work? The fact that Fire Force, you know, is still, and obviously Dr. Stone too, it's like they're still willing to work together, which I think is a really good thing. So when those two companies continue working together, that also includes Tsunami in that too, which I think is a very, very, very powerful um, kind, of, kind of thing to have happen to put fans mind at ease you know it isn't always like we didn't Toonami fans didn't lose anything not only are you going to be able to kind of get a sample of what Toonami's uh, or what Funimation is doing with their simul dubs, if you're not fortunate enough to be able to uh, subscribe to that you'll be given a little taste of it and those kind of shows aren't you know blocked for from, from Toonami to be able to air them which I think is just as important. So, you know, there might be a, a different series that Funimation is currently dubbing in their simuldub season now. You know, I, I just got back, or not got back, but I just started watching Astral Lost in Space, which I think is really cool. Uh, I've been enjoying Artur... Our tier... God, what is that? It's like Arutifua. God, I can't I can't talk today. I'm sorry, fans. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's just another... Uh, a tire class gets uh transported to a mythical world and this one kid ends up getting ostracized and sent to his death in a labyrinth and he ends up surviving and he becomes wicked strong. Um, I've really enjoyed that. Um, I've been watching as well as Hensky uh, as an example. And I feel like there's oh and Copcraft. Uh, along with um a certain uh accelerator thing, because I love the index franchise. But it's like saying like Toonami is still like it's not going to be able to get all their simulcasts and in fact they're not going to be able to get it as soon as you know the anime seasons go on and on but the fact that they could still give you that kind of taste instead of like oh aniplex we're going to have to or aniplex title we're going to have to wait a little bit viz we're going to have to wait a little bit um sentai starting to do dub but we'll see if that you know if tunami is able to get a taste of that i would have loved if they could have picked up the Daimonchi series uh in the past but it's being able to give fans who aren't fortunate enough to be able to afford the Funimation Now, you know, streaming service, they, they're they not missing out. Especially with, like, big shows like Fire Force and Dr. Stone specifically for this uh, kind of rambling kind of thing. So I think that's super important.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, going back to that, I think, like, I feel the people who are watching, like, shows on Funimation Now and the Tanami audience aren't, like, a one in one overlap, which is why having these shows on Toonami, even if like they aren't necessarily the first premiere of them, like Dr. Stone is going to be like, what, four or five weeks behind the mm-hmm. Funimation release? Right. That's still fine because there are going to be people who don't have Funimation now who are going to watch it on there.
2: And I think it's just, it's it's a way to kind of be able to build that popularity because from people that I've talked with, they love having their shows on Toonami. That's so important, you know. It's just it's just one of those kind of things where the more eyes the better. Both Yeah, is it just good. gives
3: it gives all the more exposure, and that's a great thing for any anime.
2: V Lord, have you ever watched the movie El Dorado?
3: I think I did like a long time ago. Uh, isn't isn't that the meme that has like both both yeah, That's yeah, both. what I was gonna do. <laughs> both
2: but uh that's kind of it for this dr stone kind of roundup um like i said it was announced last friday as of this podcast episode or this uh segment recording that it was joining Toonami. it's super exciting i'm excited the cast is excited social media was excited people were pumped the the tweet that toonami news did announcing that blew up so fast like I was taking a hiatus from Twitter and my phone would not stop vibrating. I'm like, I, I, I can't do this right now. I had to take my phone away and like turn it off.
3: Oh, my Put it my into God. a safe, make sure it can't be touched at all times.
2: Exactly. It was just like it was going nuts. And I know I can speak for V Lord uh, along with myself that we are very, very pleased that a show like this is getting a chance. I, I really think because it's like I say, it's not your tip. It's not typical. And the more that these kind of shonen series kind of stray away from the battle shonen like tropes and cliches, I think the fact that it's this popular really resonates with people for that kind of reason. So that should be super exciting. I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad that people are going to get a chance to watch it. Better love Senku and Kohaku. You have to, you have no choice or else I don't love you anymore. Uh, in any case, I'm going to toss it back to the rest of this podcast episode and everyone, thank you for listening and thank you for giving uh dr stone your support i guess just because it was really requested even demarco said so so pass it on on for the uh the rest of the show and yeah there we go
1: Welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and I am joined by my co-hosts, CJ and Durrell. Hello. Hey, folks. I know it's been a minute since y'all heard from me. Hello. But I just had to have both of these gentlemen on to talk about JoJo's Diamond is Unbreakable, which wrapped up little while ago since when we recorded this but it's schedules be what they are yeah but we wanted to give it a proper send-off so i will hand it over to cj to get <sighs> us rolling i get to hijack more podcasts be scared everyone
2: be very scared uh he's the captain now i am yes give me your power give me give me give me but uh yeah if this was a proper send-off we'd do a full episode just saying but you know, time constraints. What would be that as it may. Uh, I'm recently, or I've finished reviewing the first part. Uh, that Viz released of Diamonds Unbreakable, and it was the first twenty episodes. You know, it's a rough draft right now. It isn't out yet, and things like that. But something that at least Diamonds Unbreakable spoke to me. I really needed this series because my love for JoJo was really wavering and fading fast. Part one I felt was always kind of. Boring, even though it set the tone and it did give a speed wagon and Dio, which is awesome. Um, but part two has some very troubling parts in it that I just I can't get past that bothers me on a fundamental level. Part three has many moments where I'm just like, Why are, why was this the most pot? it's like the Gundam Wing argument? You rewatch Gundam Wing and you're like, Why did everyone like this? This is crap. And I'm I'm just being, you know, hyperbole and whatnot. But part three with JoJo felt like that to me. Like, it has some great moments, but I'm like, there's so much shit and poor writing in this where I'm like, I Why don't did get you it. Like There's this? literal shit. There is literal <laughs> shit, too. But um, all of a sudden, I, I'm watching part four, and the magic is just back. The just everything about that I love about JoJo was like, maxed out in this series compared to the things that i disliked you know there wasn't as much animal abuse that felt perverted and like why did we need to go here sure i didn't need to see angelo bite off a dog's face in the beginning but the owner was letting the dog just poop everywhere so and like not picking it up so i it's just like it's something that people probably want to do so, at points not that i'm advocating that trust me <laughs> um thankfully the cat that was run over by koichi's bike was fake and then, like, and I'm just going through the first 20, at least for right now. And then, like, Rohan with his fascination with the spider and what he does with that is a little creepy. Okay, very creepy, you know? But, like, what I love about Diamonds Unbreakable, it has so much culture and character in it. You know, the the colors that you get from Moria Town. Uh, the, the styles of the characters, such as Josuke, uh, Jotaro, when he comes back, that is some sick outfits. As well as um, some of the uh, villains that he faces, like Akira, uh, the electric one, and the Nijimura brothers. You know, like, they all have such unique styles that I'm like, man, you could really, you couldn't, if, unless you knew, or if you didn't know any of, of how the story was go, any character could be like a main character, the way that they look, you know. Um, they had some really funny moments, uh, like when Koichi actually falls in love. Uh, what's her name? Ayame, I think. The hair girl? I can't, um, I can't remember her name at the, off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But, like, he, he announces to Josuke and uh, Okuyasu, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I think I'm in love with her. And Josuke nearly falls off the window. <laughs> you know, like, that was legitimately funny. It was a great reaction. You know, um, the restaurant episode was hilarious. Oh, I that. Especially Dude, with how that it was like. the best healthcare ever. It was, and, like, it was really funny how, like, Josuke thought that th- he was... Trying to kill them. And, like, okay, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm I'm perfect now. Everything's great. And you just see these wild images of, like, how his organs are, like, all getting screwy and things like that. Like, it was wonderfully done. David Productions really went all out to make Diamonds Unbreakable feel more, I, I, I want to say, like, more in tune with the original content compared to, like, the others to me. It just with the way, and it's like they, they, they've been doing JoJo for so long, it's like they finally hit the stride, like, really, really well. At least uh, through the parts that we've seen uh, on Toonami. and so it was really fun. Like my love for JoJo has been strengthened from this release. You know, wonderful music too that I forgot. Like when Koichi gets his badass moments, the kind of like subtle badass music that's played behind him is like really, really cool. And can we talk about this dub cast? You know, like this the cast of this latest. There was there was one per like one voice that I was like, eh, it feels a little weak. I'm not going to, like, throw names in there. I'll just talk about who I really liked. But, like, I really thought that Zach Aguilar just stole the show with Koichi. Oh, yeah. And he does such a phenomenal job with him. He, he really gets, like, and, of course, I'm used to him with the lower tone from when I heard him in Noah Zero as Slain and as Genos in One Punch Man. You know, like, that kind of tone and to hear him be, like, high pitch and, like, go crazy it was nuts. Uh, Faye Mata was phenomenal. As, like, this two-faced woman of, like, this sweet, innocent, like, oh, I love you. Yukiko. And all of a sudden Yukiko, thank you, thank you. And she, like, goes crazy when things aren't going right. And, and like, when she goes to get her face, like, uh, the makeup done to try to get Koichi to love him more. It was just like, oh, my God, you saw the sick and twistedness with her. Uh, Kira Bucklin. Oh, my God. It was so good hearing her as Raimi. Oh, my God, it was so good. I loved it. And it, I mean, and like this was kind of the the series that put Billy Komets on the map and like you can't hear him in anything that isn't big lately. He's been every in everything and yeah. so like hearing him as Josuke was great. So for me, at least, and we can talk, you know, more past those first 20 episodes. I just kind of want to set the, the table for you guys like I'm reading or I'm rewatching these 20 episodes and I just can't stop. You know, like I'm, I'm pissed that I have to wait for the the next set to finish it because it's just that good. Like the lore and the breadcrumbs that were sprinkled from those first twenty episodes of how or what to expect for the next is just so good. And let me tell you something: I never thought we'd get a better villain than Dio, but goddamn, does Kira make it difficult to say that he isn't that good. Kira is such a good villain. Oh, it was great. It was absolutely great. You know, and it is, it's just. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm glad that, A, I stuck with JoJo, although I think I had no choice with it being on Toonami as much as it has, but it's just, part four is such a gift. Diamonds Unbreakable is so good. It's so freaking good. It has all the good stuff, very little of the bad stuff. I can't complain about the series joining Toonami, and I, I'm i so happy that you know, Toonami stuck with it, because as Sketch has alluded to in other points, whether it be on Twitter or other podcasts, The fandom following it on Toonami hasn't been as strong as one might think, which is, you know, it is what it is. It's sad. You know, you can look at My Hero Academia, Hunter Hunter before for, you know, I think it's developed its brand more on streaming with Crunchyroll more than anything. It just stinks that like Viz doesn't do simul dubbings or, um, you know, is does like besides buying it. I'm not I'm not sure where you can watch Jojo in English besides Toonami unless like Hulu has a deal or if netflix has it i'm not happy the that. fact they, well after added, the fact yeah they so,
1: only just recently added the first season of jojo not even stardust crusaders yet to and, hulu and, and netflix interestingly enough it seemed to be doing really well on netflix Which is great. So, where where were those viewers?
0: (laughs) Dude, it's JoJo, man. I mean, like, I was following the manga way before the anime came out, man. And what I love so much about JoJo is how it is constantly evolving with the times, though. I mean, it stands the test of time. I mean, you know, CJ wasn't a big fan of the first two, But I actually did, like, you know, um, let's see, Stardust, Crusaders, whatnot, man. I, I really did enjoy it
2: oh yeah but that's just you know it's just
0: me though
2: right i i tend to really like poo poo i guess more on part three because like that what got that's what got me into jojo i mean i love the designs the abilities the names and things like that but seeing a vanilla ice and iggy i did not need at all there is no need, not at all that was perverted (laughs) in the most disgusting view that i could ever say uh that was terrible And... It all
0: started with Phantom Blood, Battle Tennessee, and then, you know, Stardust Crusades. But I kind of miss the Hormone thing, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I you know, I miss Hormone. But the thing is, I look at it like this. Hormone stands on Hormones on freaking steroids, man. I know.
2: No, I just, like I said, I can pinpoint a ton of things. Like, think of it this way. If I was watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and, you know, my pets or anyone's pets were sentient, and they are able to think and talk, they'd be sitting with you and, like, why the fuck are we watching this? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're kind of like, yeah, what, what, what's up with that? But you rarely saw that in part four. You know, like yeah. even the turtle in the very first episode that gets, you know, he it. Just, he, Josuke fixes it. It's just, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, you see oh, Angelo man. bite off a dog's face. Like, it's just like, oh, but it's just like, it wasn't as much of that. And those kind of moments don't stand out. Like the Iggy thing that I mentioned earlier, that stands out. That to me is the most disgusting thing I've ever uh, I've seen in a long time, and that also had strength the orangutan, which did yeah. ooh, does that series no favors with a character that you rarely that you rarely see that had no real impact in Anne. You know what I'm saying? So it was literally added in for God only knows for what reason. The way that Joseph the way that Joseph still lived after the final fight with Dio, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Really? And people complain that, about the plot armor that to has. Like, are you? No, people complain about the plot armor that Batman has. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, come on. But
3: yeah.
2: it was nice for Diamonds Unbreakable to move away from a lot of that. The, yeah. the way that the foreshadowing in that series was, that's some damn good writing. Like, that's the level that I expect for JoJo because it was super good. Where all of a sudden, like. In episode 17, where all of a sudden Kira just happens to almost run over Koichi and we get to see like the hands like, oh, my God, that's him. That's the one that did all the stuff. And then like, you know, Raimi, like kind of hinting at Rohan about stuff and Rohan looking up his past like, oh, my God, there it is. And there are even moments like where you see Kira or you saw Kira and I forget which episode, but you see him in the background. You're like, oh, my God oh my god, you wouldn't have known, like, until you, like, rewatch these things. Uh, so no, it's, like, the person so that you good. least
0: expect in the whole background, and that's the, the motherfucker that's doing everything.
2: But, but, I have to say, Kira, I think, really holds the series together, especially in the later half, so, like, when you finally get to the episode where Koichi and Rohan, uh, go into that, like, I forget what they call it, like, Dimension Toward the Dead, it's like, oh my god, you need to know more, and then, like, you get all these like side stories about other stand users and funny things like that. And you're just kind of like, Oh, this is so much fun. I like this too, but it's like, Oh, I want more. It's like, you're getting the best of both worlds with diamonds unbreakable. You get the fun stuff and like fun filler stuff that I don't know, really makes Jojo like as popular as it is. But then you get that like serious, like the the story arc of, Man, are they going to be able to stop this guy who's been getting away with murder for so long and who has an estranged fascination with Man, he had been doing it for like
0: 15 years, man. And I'm like, this dude got a hand fetish on top of that, man. Mm. Like, just a hand?
2: He Just a hand? Can someone give him a hand? A
0: hand. <laughs> for carrying JoJo. You yeah,
2: know, I could have really understood it
0: because of my arm and a leg, but you know.
2: Right, several <laughs> bad puns later. But no, like, I like I say, like, what made JoJo special were their villains? While I'm not the biggest fan of the Pillar Men from uh, Battle Tendency, I, they weren't terrible. But, like, Dio is such an iconic villain. He's so good. And it's very hard, I, I would think, to be able to build another villain to be just as popular, just as, you know, well-known as Dio. And it's, Dio it's is amazing. the ultimate troll, man. You get Kira. <laughs> Kira's fantastic in every aspect I can think of. He's evil. He's ev- like he's he's evil incarnate, you know. He's terrible, but he's smart, conniving, super strong, just wildly eccentric, looking. good-looking but, well, at least in before he changes bodies with that yeah. whole head old thing. But he also you know, I like, on, and, man. I would have risked it all, man, before he, that. He gave real consequences. <laughs> you know, people found out and they died. Like, it wasn't no bullshit coming here. No plot armor to save these big characters. No, there was Oof. real consequences. And they were you terrible. Die. Like, they really, like, connect, you know? And I'm not even counting Raimi. Like, just all of them. Like, uh, the... the Brian Bipkov's character. I forget his name at the moment. Shigichi. Yeah, yeah, like, he dies. Like, I was like, that's actually really sad. And I wish we could have gotten to see more. Um, the... God, what's her name? The... The Cinderella chick who would always do hey, the makeovers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like getting rid of her. Like I was like, damn, that's not cool. Like this is this sucks. Dude, and he was ruthless, man, a savage. It was, and like I say, the cast was great. I, it, it was funny when I was watching it. Uh, my brother's like, "Are you ready to hear Kira in English?" Just like, boy, my body's been ready since episode two. Let's get it, and yeah, then hear it for the first time. And I'm just like, oh my god, D. D. C. Douglas. Did such a good job. He did such a good job. Oh my god. I, I can't yes. talk about it enough. But like, what 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 was there anything that Diamond Unbreakable didn't do well? Like the animation, the colors. You know what I mean. Like the vibrant colors that were great, bringing back some nostalgia with Joseph and Jotaro. You know, you know, keeping everything like the timeline together. Uh, great villains. Great cast of characters. Cool ass stands. I love Worst Company. I think that's such a cool stand. Not only is it a badass name, but I think it's a super cool stand. Like, it's just, it was, it was, it's just awesome. I can't, I can't praise Diamonds Unbreakable enough. I, I said it was my favorite so far of JoJo, and I, I've watched like maybe five episodes of Part Five, maybe, maybe less, maybe more. I can't tell. And I still think Diamonds Unbreakable I like more. I will eventually get to uh part five, but I was honestly getting bored. So I mean, that's already I haven't seen part song.
0: five yet, but the, the only thing I'm really waiting for is just the Joe's Joe to see ending. Freaking you.
2: Yeah. Like and <laughs> that that's the thing that I'm I remember for. when I was watching Diamonds Unbreakable on the simulcast, people didn't like the the second intro song. Like everyone missed uh, the crazy bizarre town, which is a great opening. It is. But I happen to like the Chase one so much more. Oh, it's just like it gave you that vibe of like shit's got real. This ain't Jojo. This is like your life's on the line, Jojo. Now it was just hey. so good. Oh my god, I loved it. He's um, having
0: a jo on people. Oh, it happens. I-,
2: I was with that intro because it was so good, especially when they like spin the main characters around as it's starting out. you like, I was just like, yep, yep. That's what I want. That's what I wanted. It was really good. So, like, I I can't I can't praise this series enough it it really and as i as you'll see in the article whenever that gets finished it is actually the next review I'm, i'm working on writing wise and like i say this was needed to revitalize jojo i would literally like bring diamonds unbreakable to people who haven't watched jojo and say watch this before part one before part two before part three i really would um because the thing is, yes, you can actually go into it
0: without having to, you know, watch one, two, yeah.
2: or three. I mean, and to a to a degree, because like they talk about the bow and arrow from uh, Niaba, uh, obviously Joseph's family line and him being unfaithful, um, which also really uh, pissed me off. That me. Really... That's like
1: the one thing that I mm. wish didn't happen. I know. I know.
2: Well, I'll let, I'll let Sketch talk in that, cause but, we've had our conversations. But Josuke a great
1: character, so. He is.
2: He is. And so is his mother. Oh, the his best, mother's the the best. Most, one of the best anime moms out there. Oh, man. She's You're awesome. I wish we had
1: seen more of her. Oh, I we I love, more of her.
2: Especially when she gets all, like, cozy with Jotaro. That was yeah, super know, right? funny. Cause oh, you, like, you don't right. really see that side of her. But, like I say, like, Jotaro, okay, like, he kinda self explains himself within Diamonds Unbreakable. Joseph, also pretty self-explanatory. Niaba, eh, maybe a little bit, but it's just kind of like, okay, she had a bow and arrow back then, and now it's been taken to, like, create more stand users here. Okay. Is there any other, like, previous plot holes that, like, really are necessary for to see the first three series? No, because Dio isn't mentioned, like, or Dio isn't really relevant in this part and all these other things, so was kind of just like, I would just throw it in. But yeah, but Sketch and I have talked about this, too. Joe I have so I've lost so much respect for Joseph with what he did and I know it's like he's just a character like whatever but like oh that hurts because he was he was really a huge bright spot in part two he was a great bright spot in part three and then this happened you're like really really
0: I I mean as dumb as Susie Q was man dude don't step out on your wife.
2: And she stuck with him, you know what I'm saying? Like, through all the bullshit that he went through, whether it be, like, when he's on the plane nearly dying, nearly dying to Dio and, you know, uh, Stardust Crusaders, but then to find out this. And, man, what are you doing that old, like, cheating on your wife and having a kid? Was the, dude, he was laying
0: down some serious wood, man. I'm talking about, hey, like say with age comes experience, man, in that department, man, if you got some age and some experience under your belt, you can lay down in the wood, man. Like we say, throw some... Throw them these on it.
2: I just thought he would be shooting blanks. Nope. Some people just have that kind of
0: potency, man. And we don't lose nothing
2: for real. Clearly. But... And that's the thing, like... That awkwardness that, like, when Josuke and Joseph meet... I wasn't expecting that kind of thing in, like... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Because it felt <laughs> real. You know, like, I expect that in, like... What is it? School Rumble, Gamers, yeah. uh... <laughs>
1: Um snap like, hey, yeah, so um, I'm your nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, how do you even explain it? Like, what? I'm your
0: freaking
2: nephew. <laughs> I, I meant more of the awkwardness when Josuke actually meets Joseph. Yeah. Like, face to face. Like, that. when you hear, like, Jotaro say that, you're just kind of like, is he bullshit? Like, I can't tell with this guy. <laughs> he has a great poker face. Uh, he really does. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. They're like and you guys could easily bring up any kind of like minor story arc that were like that was like really cool like the rats. I forget what the rats were called, but like that was Oh man,
1: that was so freaky. Yeah. They melted just melt pe- people and yeah.
2: And the fact that and it like made me wonder too where it's like wait, two people can have the same stand cuz two rats had the same stand. You know? So it was just kind of like how does that work? I'm very curious about the rats, which is odd, but I was very curious but like tell me not that like gave you nightmares just like seeing Ugh. not only the flesh bodies but like was, the rats are scary man rats are no
1: joke Dude Willard is Plus all I have Okiyasu's to say. father oh.
2: oh and the way that his brother died too Yeah Oh that was so what, tragic yeah, That was so tragic where he tells like Okiyasu like you've always held me back then he gets electrocuted like like oh I was just like, Man, that is sad. That whole thing is sad. Like thing oh, is, Obi wan
0: oh. still got love for him even after he said that, man. Yeah.
2: Really good familial bonds. Did you guys like yeah. the alien too?
1: Yes. yes. I thought that Dude, was so he was funny. He was he was great. Like using him as dice and he's getting sick.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, like I say, like, they have so many fun, weird, like, again, all these little side arcs that doesn't deal with the Kira storyline that I just love. Like, the restaurant, the rats, uh, Koichi and Yukiko, you know, going, getting busy and things like that. Uh, it was just, dude, oh, no, oh, She oh. literally
0: drilled some sense into him, like, dude, like, he actually passed thanks to her.
2: Yes. But, but what I about mean, when, uh, the, the con artist was getting the padlocks on his mom and sister? Oh, oh man. Oh, that was what just... a creep! Oh, I know, Ugh. but and it just speaks to how how many like memorable characters this series had that you're just like, oh, and remember then they that? all
1: become friends.
2: You love that too, and that's my Shonen love. You know, like when like Luke... at the
1: end of the show when they're planning on what to do about Kira, and all of those people are gathered together. It's like, whoa, whoa, even the chef's here. What?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? And then like when Raimi, uh gets to. Gets to kind of pass on finally with no regrets. Like, well, didn't that feel great? I don't know which felt better, that or when the the uh, ambulance became MVP of JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the things to finish Kira, it was the fucking ambulance. That, that is hilarious. Amazing. That is too... And what about, like, how he's, like, kind of hitting on that, that paramedic?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Whoa. I stand to say again, the line is funnier bleeped.
2: It is, yeah. yes, thank you, thank you. I don't know why, and I've told this with Sketch when we used to bleep out stuff with our podcast. I find the bleeps funnier. And it's the same thing of like when I've watched other anime. Like, uh, what was it? Um, God, it's the one with uh, the girl Senna from that uh, Jade uh, voices uh, and and Hagenai, there we go. That was the series where she had to read a erotic novel game she was playing and it bleeped out all the bad words. And I'm like, this is 10 times funnier. You could easily tell that she was saying those actual words, but the bleep it out made it 10 times
0: funnier. That's what kind of gave our podcast a whole bunch of success in the beginning because <laughs> basically that was the land of the lawless at that time. And I said a lot of foul stuff that ain't even kosher these days.
2: Right. But like. I find the bleeps funny, and so the fact that they did that on Toonami, I'm like, yeah, because you guys get it. It's humor. It's funnier that way. Especially <laughs> given the context of things. We're like, this is horrifying, but yet
1: hilarious at all at the same time. That's the point he's of it Because like, at this moment, he can't even fathom exactly what's happening, right. and he's still trying to hit on this paramedic. <laughs>
2: Apparently he has good hands. so like... Shout out to all the ladies with good hands. There's a man for you out there. (laughs) Yeah. It was a man hands. I mean, it just happens to be a serial killer or a stowaway from the Titanic.
1: Oh. Yeah.
2: But there are apparently they're out there.
0: Yes, but you know, look at what he did to the uh, mom though, man. She was getting turned on by him. Yeah, that was
2: weird, where she's like, oh... She had a
0: Thanatos complex, though, man. Oh, well, obviously,
2: but I I meant more or less in the lines of how it's weird, it's like, oh, he's gonna hate me, and then he just does nothing, and she that doesn't immediately give you red flags with your husband? Like, you know how he's going to react, and then all of a sudden it's just a complete 180? What?
1: What? (sighs) yeah. I mean, oh boy. that <laughs> whole relationship is, uh... That whole family needs therapy. Mhm. But Hayato, MVP. <laughs> yes. That kid, that kid saved the day. Well, he really did.
2: You have to have at least one unsung hero, right? I yeah. will say, how annoyed were you guys of how long it kept repeating that same scene?
1: <laughs> it was getting a bit annoying yes
2: i i will say i agree with you on that
1: like uh, that whole final confrontation took maybe one too many episodes mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still the pacing was overall not too bad oh no it was great did you like the
2: pop culture references too I really oh, enjoyed yeah. not You're, only the Pepsi you know, billboard that people lost their shit over. The Pe- Pepsi billboard. Like, people I like it was the old Pepsi look. Exactly. No, people lost their shit with that. But the one I lost my shit where he goes, oh, I'm going to be like Joe Montana throwing this pass. I'm like, oh, I know what year he's talking about. I know the dynasty that he's bringing up. And just think if we have JoJo in the 2000s, that same comment would be about Tom Brady. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. It oh, really is. Throwing in that Joe Montana reference, let's fucking go. And no, he is not related to Hannah Montana. Just No. For those younger audience audience members. Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, cuz I'm I'm just going to need for you younger um viewers and listeners to understand that <laughs> certain people are not related. Just like um Taylor Swift did not make um
2: September. That was Earth, in the fire, okay? Ooh. That better known as the Elements. Yeah. And the best the best thing for the young people to understand is Hannah Montana is actually related to the person who, who helped or who was featured on Old Town Road. Just, yes,
0: just, Bill, Bill Ray Cyrus, if you all don't know. So there you
2: go. Yeah,
0: yeah So if you know about some ache or break your hearts and I just don't think
1: you understand. Yeah.
2: Sketch. I yeah. was able to throw Old Town Road in a podcast segment. I, th- I think you we've know, won I the only internet.
1: I just saw that video the other day because Duelist was like, You haven't seen that? And I was like, Is it okay if I don't? No, it's me. I was having my moment like when DeMarco said he hadn't heard Happy. And everybody was like, That's impossible. I know. That song was <laughs> everywhere. Holy shit. Yeah, it was it definitely was everywhere. But apparently he has heard it since then. I was like, man, I I honestly had not heard that song before. I for love it. like however long it's existed. <laughs> I love the memes.
2: I love it. Do you know that's the the theme song for Storming Area fifty one?
1: Apparently so, and there was another video for that. I'm just waiting to see how that
2: plays out, though,
1: man. I know it's not going to play out for real, though.
2: I hope you
0: know. There's nothing in Area 51, people.
2: I'm just waiting for the JoJo story arc of Area 51.
3: JoJo part
2: 77, called
1: 51. I know. (laughs) I like the fact with the alien that it's like for a long time, you're not really sure if he's not a stand user. Right! Oh my god. And they just kind of leave no explanation whatsoever.
2: <laughs> I like that, though. I really like where they left things for the viewer to kind of interpret in their own way. I really, really like that. It's a
0: possibility cool. he could have been an Alien Stand user.
2: He also could have been just a human sure. who got reconstructive surgery to look the way he does, you know what I mean? Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Like, there's... Uh, man, there's just so many fun things to think about with JoJo.
1: There is... Or, oh, at least with the, this part.
2: At least with this part.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like what CJ was saying. I don't get why Stardust Crusaders is really the popular one because uh, it's, it's longer a whole too. Lot of, uh, this has to be the work of an enemy stand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's also it's longer like, too. So you'd think yeah, you'd want to be real, like,
1: it's too long. Yeah. I, I feel like this was a a more manageable uh length for the entire season and yeah for for me with jojo like i actually think part one's pretty good and i really like part two and part three it has its moments but like i really like part four and i was glad that i actually waited to watch it on tsunami and i'm doing the same with part five because it's gonna happen come on it's, it has yeah, to we know happen, it's gonna happen. They're creatures of heaven. They brought back Lupon. They brought back Gundam. They're gonna bring They brought back,
2: back Sword Art Online. Yeah. That's the true testament of things. They brought back that, which just causes all kinds of issues for people who can't seem to let go of things. Alright.
0: Uh, They're well, never gonna let go.
2: It's just No need to... Bring up the sword art. Well, I, I like kicking the hornet's nest, but it was like the same thing with Jojo. Like, for me, there were things that I can't let go that bother me with that series. But yet, here comes part four, to the rescue, saving the series. Diamonds Unbreakable saved anime. That, and, and Toonami. Let's just let's just put that out there, Sketch. Saved Jojo, anyway. <laughs> it did for me, definitely. But, like, I love... I would even say this to Josuke's face. I love his hair.
1: This hair's great. I love it. I, love yeah. it. I think I it's super. How can anybody cool. insult that hair?
2: You don't. You
0: don't talk about that
2: pompadour, man. No, it's it's like one of the. It's like a. Uh, well, well, it's the it's the JoJo Kuwabara right there. Yeah. Josuke is the JoJo Kuwabara.
1: Mm, <laughs> yeah, He's really more the JoJo Yusuke, but no. the hair is more Kuwabara. He's
2: compassionate. He's soft. He's like a soft soul. Uh, I
1: mean, Okuyasu really more cool, Kuwabara.
2: It would help if Okuyasu was actually cool. Oof, mm, mm, man, too I, I
1: stupid went... to die, so he saves his friend.
2: Pretty much, I'm not yeah. a big I'm not a big Okuyasu kind of guy.
1: Yeah, Okuyasu, he's no Koichi. No, Koichi <laughs> is is. I love the fact, and this is this is such this is. Such... This is so not nice to all of the characters that Jotaro has met in his various journeys. But he's like, Koichi Hurensei is the most reliable man I've ever known. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Massive shade to all the guys you've journeyed with yep. in Stardust Crusaders. Even Abdal, man, man.
0: Oh, don't get me started on that, bro.
1: You know how I feel about that. Like, I can understand why he would consider Koichi more reliable than Joseph or Poneraf <laughs> or Kakuian. But yeah. come on, Abdul. Come on now. And, Down, uh, hey,
0: look, here, you got to remember Speedwagon, man. Robert e. Speedwagon, Speed. man. Dude, Speedwagon. I want somebody to look at me the way Robert Speedwagon looked at Joseph, Joe had That dude was the original hype man. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I love him. I, I love Speedwagon, man. Like, if I was to say one of my favorite characters from JoJo, it's Speedwagon. Oh, it's that dude so
1: Speedwagon. It's so Speedwagon. It's not even close. I appreciate that the Speedwagon organization still exists, but I really miss Speedwagon. I
2: know. I, I know. wish he had something to continue his lineage with. Even if, if it was just a beard, I'd take it. You know what I mean? Like, we need <laughs> Speedwagons. Exactly.
0: I mean, like, seriously, somewhere they need to come up, like, look at Speedwagon had a kid or something man, or he had some frozen sperm or some.
2: We need we need little mm-hmm. Speedwagons running around saying yeah. "Papa" to to Joseph. I Do- mean, the re- the one
0: reason why I couldn't really hang with the Joe Stars, man, is like, look here, dude, that's just asking for trouble, man. At the end, because you may not make it. Like, no, you just ain't gonna make it, and I I, li- I like living, man.
2: I don't know, man. I like their uh, birthmark. I wish I could hang to be able to get one of those and be part of that family. Well, I will say this. Uh, When it comes to waifus from JoJo, I think Diamonds Unbreakable has the best one out of all of them. Even more than Lisa Lisa. So there. Josuke's mom. Josuke's mom. I ain't gonna lie. She was a milkman. She got it going on, my friend. Two two things that are always good. A, she looks slamming, and B, she's old. And I mean, old enough to, mature, to, yeah, to have like those kind of like kind of conversations yeah. with. Because some of y'all are wifing up high school chicks, and some of y'all are in your thirties. Stop. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I've evolved from from that because I remember obviously when I was younger, I would obviously like high school one since hello i'm in high school but now it's it's weird because like now i don't even think of like the high school characters like that it's more just like oh but there's this older one that looks awesome like in uh we never learn Um. my wife who's the teacher oh my god she's awesome the pink haired one she's fucking awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's awesome i love her uh my hero academia midnight
0: midnight midnight (laughs) Midnight, and then you know I ain't gonna lie. When Mount Woman goes to Time Form, man, Bad booty,
2: Bad <laughs> uh, booty. What What was the other show I just had in my head? Oh no, I lost it. It was one with like oh oh One Piece, Robin. She's like oh, thirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's perfect.
0: That
3: she's like fun. up my alley, man.
0: Plus, she's dude. Robin is perfect, man. She plus she got brains, man. She's mm-hmm. smart.
2: I like that. So exactly. but at least Jojo was able to give us that give us a hot mom yes especially and it's even funny when like okuyasu mentions that when they first become friends it's like you don't need to come to my house and he's like wait josuke did anyone tell you you have a hot mom uh-huh. it's just like smiles like a little kid uh getting a gift from santa It's just like man
0: i used to have to punch people like hey man your mom's hot or your mom's your mom's a
2: real Josuke, Josuke took it in stride I, I gotta admit because everyone just kept talking about how attractive she was too not even just like his friends but like strangers too because Angelo in the first part even mentions like Ugh. I'm gonna take out your hot mom too It's just like what <laughs> creepy but yeah we're, we were talking about how part 4 gave us the best Jojo waifu above Dragon oh, yeah. and above Lisa Lisa it's Josuke's mom hands down Absolutely. I can't think of a better uh, waifu from JoJo. I just I just can't. Don't at me. I, I
0: can't lie, though, though, man. At least had that booty, though, man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. It was for time. Yeah, so tough. Uh, although...
2: <laughs> yeah, was, nice booty. But the, that's the thing. There was a bit of an Oedipus moment, so I'm like, oh, that just killed every vibe. <laughs>
3: so, I'm, I'm
0: just, you know, that, that moment aside, man, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at see, I ain't the son.
2: Because, yeah, Sketch, we were mentioning how...
1: Joseph, do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-targets? Oh,
2: no. No, you get that smut out of (laughs) here. No, we do not. And I'm going to say this now. Do not put that on Toonami, please. We are not ready. We are not ready for that kind of culture. I don't think we have to
1: worry about that one. I I hope not.
2: (laughs) But no, we were just mentioning how, um, at least when it comes to waifus, I tend to now, as I've gotten older, I tend to actually... Be more interested in the older characters from like other oh, man
1: of culture as well, yes.
2: And I'm also don't want to be arrested. <laughs>
1: um, well, dude, like,
0: look here when I look at Black Lagoon, man, I always had to go with um El Capitan anyway, man. But like, Revy. I literally love Balalaika, man. There's just something about that woman, but man. Revy has Revy, two dude,
2: hands,
0: uh, dude. Balalaika is my like perfect oh my woman, God. man, dude. She's a freaking soldier like me, man. You know what I could do to things, Capitan?
2: She'd be doing them and to she... you. Let's be real. Maybe <laughs> it's a it's basically a point of who's gonna submit first, dude. Oh, it'd be <laughs> you. It would definitely be you. No way. she No way, Bella like ever does. Just like with Joski's mom, <laughs> she will never back down unless it's Joseph or someone who looks like Joseph. So get some facial surgery and try to get on roids to get the kind of bodies that they do. Which is also something that I find funny with JoJo. Why I mean, do these high school kids look like they're NFL players? I don't know.
1: Uh. Dude, <laughs> do but you gotta them? look at the
0: dudes that was on the boat, though, man. They were like heavy set, man. They were like, they had like 80s dad buys, man. But they were like buff still, though, man. They were fat, but
2: buff. They look like, they make me think of that Captain America meme G. of the dude that's like, su- or Captain America looking super buff and just like very weird. That's what I think of when I see like these high school kids rocking the NFL thirty year vet or thirty year old vet bod.
0: I'm talking about man looking like dang old LT in his prime, man.
2: He does. He absolutely like, does.
0: As a person, I'm like, wait a minute, this dude looked like LT in his prime, man.
2: And that like that just sticks, you know, like I guess Rohan was pretty skinny, you know, thinking about it. And like there were a couple of the short characters like as sketch was saying. But he like, kind of looked his
0: age, man. Look at
2: the Nijimura brothers, for example, who were in high school. Akira was in high school. Josuke was in high school. Like, what? <laughs> huh? Yeah. How, how'd we get here? That's like, seeing those bodies is as ridiculous as that one dude in the hospital getting all the nurses to fall in love with him. Like, what? Oh, that guy. I don't get it. <laughs> he, had a, he had quite an interesting stand. He, he did, but it's just like... <sighs> Was he really that good looking? Like compared to like other characters in JoJo? I I, say I wouldn't no. say
1: so. I mean, he seemed to be designed to look good all things considered, but still
2: I thought the alien um.
1: looked better. Alien <laughs> looked like Legolas. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, don't don't you shit talk my boy Legolas now. I'm not. Okay. Maybe that's why I like him more. Well, I, yeah, probably
1: because I like you that. Less like Legolas, more like one of the other elves in Lord of the Rings. I
2: was thinking, I was thinking. The more I think about it, I was thinking about that. Um, what is it? That uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card, Celtic Guardian. He looks like that. Oh, he does
1: look like Celtic Guardian.
2: And Celtic Guardian was my favorite character from that show. So. Maybe it's a little biased of me, but I still thought... Your favorite character
1: is a card.
2: Well, remember that episode where they had to pick their favorite card and they became that? Like, Yugi was the Dark Magician, Tristan was the Cyber Commander, Joey was the Flame Swordsman. It's like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dark Magician was awesome.
2: Dark Magician Girl was awesome.
1: I mean, that's a lot of people's favorite characters, so... Very true. (laughs) Very. (laughs) I guess I can't. You know, Dark Magician
0: became Dark Dark. Sage, though. That was like even better, though, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Once he became a sage, he was like badass
2: for real. Oh, for real. But uh, I, I don't know if there's anything else left to say. Like, I could just go on about JoJo here and there. With like, there's more.
1: There's some really amusing and interesting sand users in this season. Like the guy who did all the stuff with paper.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The gun that pops out. The delete this thing. The gun that pops
3: out of the paper.
1: (laughs) Delete this. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
1: so useful. Like, what an intense fight over opening a piece of paper. I loved it, though. It was so good. And the guy who's stuck at the tower.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Never did get to see his real face. We don't (laughs) deserve it.
1: It's too ugly. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I mean, characters in JoJo are either ridiculously attractive or ridiculously ugly. Just
2: like <laughs> it's just like with Stardust Crusades where we go from Mariah to then Niaba,
1: right? Oh yeah, <laughs> huh. yeah, sure. I did kind of get tired of Kira's father just
2: yeah around
1: making more stand users. And it's like, come on. That's it's when like you this stretch a it. Dude. That one time that they caught him, I was like, no, guys, don't do it. Don't do not do it. Ah, uh, he got away.
2: <sighs> Makes me think yeah, of, like, uh, a Looney Tunes kind of thing right there. It was
1: pretty Looney Tunes, all things considered. I mean, he's, a, he's a photograph.
0: Can <laughs> you mean, take a picture
1: of a photograph? a photograph that we... can stab people with an
2: arrow. It is called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so I guess comparing it to Looney Tunes isn't that out of the box.
1: No, uh, it's pretty loony. It's uh, Looney, It's pretty bizarre.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who's Bugs
2: Bunny? Who's Bugs know. Bunny? Would that be Joseph, Josuke, Jotaro? I mean, that's. I need to. I, 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 I think it's you don't have Joseph. To say, Joseph.
1: You think it Joseph is? Joseph was clowning on people. All yeah. the time. That's a good point, yeah. Oh, I loved, but, uh, I loved when me? Josuke stole money from Joseph. I mean, technically yes. he's getting his money back. Oh, the baby, hey, look, that's right. Support, and, the ba- and the baby apparently grows up to be Jolene? Is that what I'm hearing? What? No way. Did she takes someone else, man?
2: Well, that would imply <laughs> that she turns invisible, does she? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I, I'm gonna investigate this as soon as we're done recording. Mm-hmm. I must know because at first I thought like Josuke ended up not Josuke. At first I thought that Jotaro ended up getting with Anne. That was the whole reason why they introduced her. And then it's like, no, it isn't hers. So like, then what was the point? Yeah, uh, wasn't the point. But know, this is
0: JoJo. Sometimes there just isn't a point to it.
1: Yeah, maybe she's not jolie but I did. But Jotaro only has one daughter right and i I read that joro ends up raising the invisible baby Hmm. so
2: well he might have to considering that his grandfather dies Uh, unless joseph's still alive and i don't know i mean what a rascal he is 150 his third wife found out about wife number six damn
1: Oh boy! Tell <laughs> hey, man, he got that's more how we
2: guys, it in the <laughs> Susie Q haunts him like like a Kira's father. She's in a photograph and stabs him. That would be justice. That would be sweet justice. No, uh, she stabs him in the dick. Oh man, it's been a fun ride. It was. I'm. I'm like. It's been such a pleasure to have a part like this uh, adapted, dubbed on Toonami. Soon we'll get part five, and then as soon as we get part five, we need that part six, baby.
0: God, dude, all I'm going to say is, man, part five, man, I'm going to have to get up and start dancing to the Jodeci, man.
2: I've heard (laughs) some really, really good stuff about part six, and I really want to see it adapted. I hear it's a race, and I like those kind of of objectives. A race? Cannonball run, baby. I also, like I'm, not sure, I can say, I I'm not sure if it's this or another part, but I also hear the president of the United States is a villain.
0: <laughs> Gee. Too much like the future right now. Oh my god. Oh my bad. Oh god. I don't do politics on
2: here. Right. I'm not even trying to either. But it was just like <laughs> it's I forget if it's part six, seven, eight, like there's a part where apparently like a villain, and I'm not sure if it's the main villain, it could be, but apparently a villain's the president of the United States. So I'm like, that is hilarious.
0: <laughs>
2: oh
0: man. Oh man, why don't we do the job, man? I don't even much
2: know Again, things I will research after the podcast. Oh my god. That would be a great thing to do for like a little extra. Research stuff and then like talk about. Oh my god.
0: Hey, that's a new segment, man.
2: No, 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 no. Like add that to like the Tsunami Faithful Pass. Be like, alright, I looked up about this, 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 it's, oh my god.
1: That is a really good idea. Well, then. So, there was that moment when Josuke kind of explains the importance of his hairdo.
2: Yeah, we never really got an answer
1: to that, did we? No, I've seen people theorize that it was um, just Okuyasu imagining that it Was somebody who looked like Josuke? Because.
2: I don't know. I really, yeah. Because, you know,
1: time loop thing certainly could have happened. That
2: doesn't happen until, what, part seven, I think? So maybe it'll be explained more when we get there? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Because, yeah, that was something that, like, I I did wonder. When you see the flashback of, like, Josuke theoretically helping Josuke, it's kind of like... It was never explained. I'm kind of like, well, where, how did we get, how did we get here? How did he get there? What, is it a stand? Is it someone else's stand? Is it a new stand? Like, what, what, what's, I need, I need answers, people. A newsstand is where you get newspapers. Oh, thank you. That, that's one answer down. I got 30 more to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I guess you just kind of leave it like with the alien guy.
0: <laughs> no real explanation. You just keep going back to the alien, man. You must Whatever. really
2: like that
1: alien. I mean, he's great. He, he's a wonderful <laughs> character. He was a very entertaining character. It's like, I will turn into some binoculars for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you I know, would... I just wonder, you know, would he be able to turn into a condom?
2: Why yeah. <laughs> buddy? Oh, that's gross.
0: I know it's gross, man, but think about it, though. I hey, don't huh? want
2: to, but we're here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We're already here. We can't... leave it to the real. Leave
1: it to the well, real. I mean, we could cut it out, but
2: Ooh.
0: no, this is too good not to leave in, man. Um, I, you,
2: your definition of good and my definition of good are very different. Then shut up, CJ. Okay, I'll go home. I, okay, I
1: definitely, right. definitely enjoyed K messing with Rohan. Yes,
2: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. While well, stylistically, I thought Rohan looked amazing. His character is so weird. Yeah. He's it's a little much. Like when you first are introduced to him and then he's like stabbing these bugs. And then like when they meet Raimi for the first time, he just looks up her measurements. It's like Hello? Really? Come on.
1: But he's a a manga artist and they're all weirdos. (laughs) They
2: they are, but it's just like, Oh god, Rohan like again, looking at him, dude has some flair, got some style, looks badass. I love it.
1: It's like get... Iraqi's making some uh, commentary on manga cuts. <laughs> I,
2: I guess, but like, or maybe even himself. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> but,
1: but like, I'm a weirdo, and I'm here to admit it.
2: <laughs> right, but like, oh god, he he he's, he he definitely gave me some kind of like eh, vibes, and not yeah. for reasons
1: that you're thinking of. No, I yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's awkward. He's a real weirdo. So when he's, like, actively involved in the story and, like, trying to help the situation, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this.
2: I know, right? It's kind of weird, because, like, he really only moderately stands Koichi, but only if he could, like, boss him around.
1: And, like, yeah. I guess
2: finding out that, like, Raimi saved him, I guess kind of changes his outlook on things a little bit. Because, like, he sh- he wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for her sacrifice, so I get that. It's just very hard for me to believe that he went through that growth, considering how he acted after he found out too, yeah, so yeah. I don't know, i don't know he mm-hmm. he he he's very multifaceted and gives off a lot of weird feelings mm-hmm. in in many ways, so it's it's tough it it's it's yeah. definitely tough, but i don't know, I don't know, maybe we should give Rohan a little bit of the benefit of the doubt i mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he's not a, he's not a terrible guy. <laughs> no, but like like I said, when he found out everything, he he looked like he legitimately was like, "Oh my god, Whoa, wait, what?" You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, it's it, it, maybe maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, when I rewatch it again, maybe I'll be able to kind of get a better grasp of those kind of.
1: Eventually, he genuinely seems like he's trying to be helpful. Yeah, but. It's more or less because he's kind of th- thrust into it. So I think uh, that, that about covers JoJo Part Four, and we look forward to eventually seeing Part Five on Tsunami. But um, Sex Pistols, yes, yes, I I look forward to actually seeing that ending sequence play on Tsunami because it will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna hear about waking up feeling so horny. <laughs> I might laugh if they bleep that.
0: They better not. (laughs) Dude, you do not bleep jodeously like that, man. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Still kind of wish it was Gangster's Paradise, though. Maybe it's another time. Maybe another time. No, no, but they can use that in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. We're
0: not talking about that right now, sir.
1: (laughs) Those poor, poor animators. At least they gave them extra time to do it. (laughs) De- it's kind of crazy that out, out loud that bleh, can't talk that uh, back, backlash from just people really hating that design actually amounted to them changing it. That's that's a dangerous precedent to set, and I we'll, we'll see how it happens, how it works out. Anyway, since we are recording this quite some time after. JoJo's season wrapped up Uh, a major event actually happened in Japan a couple of weeks ago that neither Durell nor I have been on the podcast to kind of talk about so we're gonna take a moment to do that Uh, that being the Kyoto animation fire caused by arson and uh, man i was watching this happen like getting the news updates as it was happening in japan because it was nighttime over here and the news just kept getting worse and worse and worse and more horrifying it's still a lot to to process and now the there's been thirty-five lives lost because of this and a good thirty other people injured, some critically. It's just awful. Absolutely awful. And it's it really hurts that it's Kyoto Animation, such a fantastic studio that's known for treating their employees well, giving them good benefits, you know, being a place that employs more women than anyone else in the anime industry, a real trailblazer in that regard. And what a terrible thing to happen to a wonderful studio that's done nothing more than make amazing art that has touched so many people. I just, it's heartbreaking. Like this happened mere days after I saw the sound Euphonia movie in theaters and it's just unreal that this has happened. How could anybody do this? I, I mean, I've I've spattered off a lot right now, but really, I have no words to describe this whole thing. It's it it's such a senseless act that I, I just. You got anything to say, Darrell?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, growing up the way I did, man, I kind of came from a culture of violence, man, and some of the things that I saw. So, you know, I really do try to avoid the news a lot because every time I turn around, you know, it's constantly someone's dead or, you know, through the violent acts. And, you know, even being a soldier, you know, it was kind of like, this is what I saw, you know, being deployed at times, you know. And, I felt like I really didn't have a right to speak on this because, you know, um, I felt like I was just a harbinger of death, you know, for the time that I served, and I was like, you know, I really didn't have a right to speak on this because violence was pretty much, you know, a way of life for me, you know, in that in that regard. But the thing is, you know, my heart goes out to what happened, you know, with Kyoto Anime animation studio and I look at it, I was like I still have a heart because you know, it really did affect me some kind of way because these are the innocent civilians that didn't have nothing had done nothing wrong and you have this fucking psychotic ass arson that has just decided to raise hell and the one thing that I see out of it that's good is the whole anime community for once came together and stop finding to put their differences aside for once. And it showed a great sense of community, you know, especially for Japan, you know, the, the donations, you know, I'm definitely proud of everybody in the community for what they've done and come together. Because at this point, so much of what we see in the world today, it's better that we come together instead of being divided, you know, as a as a group. And I do pray for, you know, what happened at Kyo Animation that everybody else, you know, the survivors do recover and they'll be able to eventually get past it. But those are mental scars that are never going to go away. But for once, I'm just proud to see that our community came together in a time where, you know, Violence happens all around the world, but at least we could actually help our neighbors.
1: And that's pretty much all I have to say. That's true. The amount of support that we've seen come out of this is amazing. It just goes to show you where when horrible things can happen, the goodness of people can make all the difference and, you know, kind of... You know, reinforce your faith in humanity it's it's amazing to see so many people in the anime industry and the anime fandom coming together in support for Kyoto Animation and we, we love Kyoto Animation it, it breaks our hearts that this happens and of course our condolences to the survivors and the loved ones of those who didn't it's it's a heartbreaking thing
0: all right i think we we pretty much yeah you know i i know it's hard but uh, i think we can just end it on that note